My career is now coming on its 30th year. That is a trip in and of itself, and it has made me stop and reflect. For 25 of those years, I was producing and managing events of all shapes and sizes and doing that while moving from being single to married to children to divorce to being a single mom, raising teenage boys, and then five years ago, launching a new business, which after year one, like many of you, I ran smack into navigating a pandemic with a business model that no longer worked. Quickly pivoting and evolving with many iterations, and that brings us today where In My Kitchen continues to evolve and grow. I have come to realize that my career background is as diverse as my family background, and I have learned a lot along the way. So I want to open up my kitchen door and invite you in to see the mess, so to speak. In each of these solo episodes, I share how In My Kitchen was made step by step. The good, the bad, the ugly. We all know from the business books that we've read and the business podcasts that we listen to, mistakes are a good thing. It is how we grow and evolve and find success. But sharing the mistakes we have made requires us to be vulnerable. Not unlike solo traveling, sometimes not the easiest thing to do. But please come join me in my kitchen where I share it all so you can leverage what I have learned, avoiding my mistakes so you can make your own and share with others what you have learned. Not a business owner, don't worry, you haven't jumped into the wrong podcast. What you'll get from these solo episodes is insight into the person doing these interviews that you love. In this episode, I share the early beginnings of my career and the start of In My Kitchen, creating the brand. Working nine to five and someone else owning my time was never easy for me, especially at school. But from a very young age, I knew I had to pay my dues. I knew what I wanted down the road. I actually have journals from my 20s where I've sketched out and described the business that I want. It includes a team of people, outlines each of their job descriptions and roles. Anyway, I knew that I had to put in the time to work and learn from someone else first. Straight from university, I started working for the only event marketing company in Vancouver, Canada. I was there for two years, earning $18,000 a year, and that was in 1996. We worked really hard. like We worked weekends, lots of overtime. You never got paid for it. It was never compensated. It was all for the experience. We also had a lot of fun, and many of my favorite people are from those days, and I'm still in touch with them. Building an event together from conception to completion is a very intense experience. You become very close with those people. You rely on them, and they rely on you. What you need to understand is there wasn't really an event industry back then in the 90s. We were pioneering the industry and what it would look like down the road. So when I wanted some experience with different types of events, there was nowhere else to go except on my own. After two years, I became an independent contractor in the event industry. This is on the heels of one summer driving German hiking tours on three-week trips around Alberta, Alaska, and British Columbia. Many stories there, and that's for another time. But it took a lot of courage, actually, to go out there on my own. Um, I don't remember being scared. I was excited. It didn't even cross my mind that I wouldn't get contracts. I knew I would, and I actually did for many, many years, and it was all referral-based, all built on relationships. I share this lesson with my teens all the time. Be kind and respectful and take the high road. 
The people you cross paths with now will most definitely be crossing your path again later in life, and how you treat people now will influence your relationship with them later on. Your integrity, your name, is the most valuable asset you'll ever have. We all know this rings true now, even more so in our world filled with social media and very little privacy. The other piece of advice I share with them is to remain private and be careful who you share with, especially with social media being such a presence in our lives. You don't want people knowing too much about your private life for so many reasons, but one that you may not think of is it actually can influence negotiations. Remember, knowledge is power. I remember my first business card. I was so proud of it. I spent way too much time designing that thing. I even included a little bit of silver foil on the cards. PM Ventures Limited. That was the name of my first company. That name is my official, uh, my initials, obviously, but uh, later on, many years later, it was brought to my intention that instead of an event business, it sounded like an after-hours escort service. One of the many lessons learned, get feedback from people in your industry or target market, test things out, keep asking questions, keep getting feedback. In My Kitchen is actually the second business that I have started, not including PM Ventures Limited. With a partner, I founded and operated an events and wedding company for a few years in Whistler, British Columbia, Canada. That was a difficult experience and also great learning. I think we know that uh, great learning often comes from hardship. My father always said, in business, if you go into a partnership, always have at least 51% ownership. I didn't listen to him, and I should have. As I started my new partnership, my 50-50 partnership in business, I also got engaged. Two major life partnerships starting at the same time, and I was commuting between Whistler and Vancouver. And for those of you who may not know, that's about a two-hour drive. Here is the lesson I learned. Don't rush into bed with a partner, figuratively and literally. And of course, my father's lesson in business, it makes it much easier if you own at least 51% of the business. It is very difficult to be in a 50-50 partnership, from my experience anyway, uh, in business. You need excellent communication skills, an excellent mediator in your back pocket, and make sure you have an exit strategy written into your partnership agreement. That is a very little bit about my career background, and we're going to fast forward now a couple more decades to the beginning of In My Kitchen. I'm going to talk about how In My Kitchen came to life from the name to the look and feel, also known as the brand. The brand is so important, and I actually didn't have a lot of experience creating a brand. I didn't really have to develop a brand too much with uh, PM Ventures. That was all referrals. And the wedding and events company, we created a name and logo, but that was about it. I knew that the brand was not only important to me to market in my kitchen, but I needed a strong brand to articulate to my future team of hosts that I would be recruiting. It started uh, sitting in a kitchen, actually, in Whistler with two of my closest friends who are also leaders in the field of marketing. It was the first time I shared my concept for this business. I have a tendency to get very passionate and excited about something, and then it is difficult for me to see the potential pitfalls or the negative side of an idea until it's too late. 
Side note here, I won the vote for grade 10 class president on the slogan, positive Paula for progress. Uh, it's real. It's, uh, it's, uh, I see the positive side almost to a fault sometimes. So within my kitchen, I sat on it and ruminated on it for a long time before I shared the concept. I solicited feedback and then I ran with it. I learned from my mistake of rushing into a business with the wedding and events company and my first marriage, actually, if we're being honest. Carrie and Christy were the first two people I shared this idea with, and they loved it. At that moment, I stopped holding my breath and could now literally breathe some life into this idea. I knew they would tell me straight up if it was a bad idea. And I also knew that they would be my target market. So what they thought mattered. And that's important because not everybody's opinion is going to matter. Over wine, we tossed around ideas for a name, and I suggested In My Kitchen, which had been in my head for many months. For me, it said it all. So much happens, literally, in my kitchen. It just made sense. I got a resounding yes from Carrie and Christy, and that was the beginning of getting In My Kitchen off the ground. After the business plan was complete, I needed to find someone who could create the brand for me. I knew inside me what I wanted in my kitchen to be, but it was really hard for me to articulate it to others. It's not a strength of mine. In comes my brand fairy godmother, Maggie Chalk. And honestly, it was pure luck I landed with Maggie as my graphic designer. You know, five years later, and I've never actually met Maggie in person, if I recall, she was living in Amsterdam when we started working together. She was referred to me by another friend who had worked with Maggie in the past. This was my first experience working with someone remotely, and I wanted to work with people that got excited by the idea of In My Kitchen and really wanted to be a part of it too. That was very important to me. Maggie did understand and loved the concept of In My Kitchen. So as I said, I had a brand look and feel that was in my head that I thought matched encompassed in my kitchen. And Maggie quickly shot it down and took us in a completely different direction. And I am so glad she did. She did this because she could see that I had a huge disconnect between the vision I had for in my kitchen and how I was going to represent it. I had that piece of advice in my head that my dad gave me in my 20s. Surround yourself with people who are experts in their field. Don't try to do everything yourself. Maggie was smarter than I was in how to articulate in my kitchen. So I trusted her to create the look, feel, everything. I didn't make it easy for her though. And there were a few moments of me getting cold feet and I had a very hard time giving up that control and trusting in her process. Control, I believe, is born out of fear and anxiety. And it makes sense. I was full of fear and anxiety as I was basically handing my baby over to someone else to raise for a while. But Maggie wasn't afraid to have an opinion different from mine. Don't sign up with people pleasers. It won't serve you. You need someone to hold a mirror up to you every now and then. And it worked. I ended up with a brand look and feel that is timeless, represents in my kitchen, and a set of branding guidelines that are comprehensive, decisive, and include a collection of brand assets that have clear guidelines on how to use them. This is a document that I can give to anyone from photographers, digital marketers, graphic designers, PR people. It allowed me 
to have consistency. And consistency is what moves everything forward. For me, I equate consistency with success. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got actually came from Christy. She said, invest in professional photography right away. This is not somewhere I would have put money right away, but I am so glad I did for this type of business. My biggest challenge within my kitchen, as I said, was communicating who and what we are. Remember, pre-COVID, if you signed up for an In My Kitchen culinary adventure, you're actually going to the home of the host for a cooking class and then sharing in a meal together with some people you might know or complete strangers. It is not easy getting people comfortable with the idea of going to a stranger's home for three hours. All our hosts go through a pretty rigorous vetting process, which I talk about in another episode. But still, this experience was not for everyone, and I knew that. But for those people who were my target market, I needed them to understand what In My Kitchen was all about. And a picture says a thousand words. A great photographer was referred to me, Elena McMurdo. Elena and I worked together on three photo shoots over the course of a year. This was money well spent. Like Maggie, Elena was also passionate about the concept of In My Kitchen, so it made it easy for us to be on the same page. I was able to give Elena Maggie's branding guidelines, and the two of them connected. And next thing you know, we have a shot list style. We are shooting in my brother's then kitchen with my mom and I as the models. So I have the brand guidelines and assets. I have the photos, and now I need to put it all together. In comes the web developers for the website, which in my mind was going to be my calling card, not only for guests signing up, but first and foremost, I needed a great website in order to find my first six in my kitchen hosts. Not an easy feat. And I'll chat more about that in the next episode. I've really enjoyed doing this episode and reflecting on the past 30 years of my career. Wow. Um, I hope you enjoyed it as well. If you would like to continue the conversation, uh, move over to our Facebook group, a new private group that I have started. It's uh, for women travelers who love food and culture. So typically it's where I add some more information, uh, resources. We talk a lot about uh, travel, food, culture. So if it's something that you may be interested or you think someone you know would be interested please come and find us. Again, it's In My Kitchen, a group for women travelers who love food and culture. I do want to thank you for continuing to come back and listen to my podcast. I really appreciate it. I would also love to hear from you. You can send me a message on Instagram at In My Kitchen Paula or uh, email Paula at inmykitchen.ca and the links are in the show notes. I am excited to offer my free guide, 10 Unique Travel and Food Tips You Won't Find Anywhere Else, and you won't find them anywhere else because they are directly from our In My Kitchen host. The link is in the show notes, and there's some really great info in there. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you have any questions, just ask me. I'll be happy to chat with you. In the meantime, take the first step on your next culinary adventure and sign up for my free guide.